With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome to Artificial Turf Wars, episode number 135, where we never really do know who's on the team. I'm your host, Greg Wisniewski, and I am joined tonight by Joshua Housem. Josh, how you doing? I'm good. How about you? Uh, very good. This is uh, our very special 25 men in 50 minutes roster episode, but a little bit of a monkey wrench this year. The Blue Jays have deigned to make a trade while we were all ready to run down the roster. So we should probably talk about that for a couple of minutes, and then we'll talk about the roster. Yep, seems like a good plan. Okay, so uh, Kendris Morales, uh, great mentor, um, Vlad Jr.'s guiding light, is not a Blue Jay anymore. Well, it's clear just because Vlad can't be on the opening day roster. They didn't realize, they realized there's no point in having Kendris, right? 100%, 100%. Also, uh, <laughs> Oakland had a problem with their first baseman. Yeah, Matt Olson's out for a while, and he had you know surgery to remove his handmade bones, so they have no idea if he's going to be any good when he comes back. Made sense for them. They they pay, basically paid the Jays two million dollars to you know. So the Jays basically got two million dollars for Kendrys Morales and the money, the rest of his contract they had to keep on. Um, and it's international slot money, right? Not cash. Correct. And Jesus Lopez, a minor league middle infielder, who's nothing. I mean, yeah, I, I, that sounds cruel, but I mean, <laughs> he is not you know, he's a, a capital G guy. No, he's not. He's, you know, he's 22. Last year he was 21 and he was bad in a ball. I mean, so it's not like impossible, but he's never hit at any stop in the minors. So it's very unlikely he's a big leader. Kind of a weird throw in. I don't know why you would do that specifically, but uh, obviously the Jays, we've talked again and again that uh, Kendrick Morales probably cost too much for whatever the Jays were going to get out of him. And I guess the Jays also agreed, but this was their first opportunity to move him in an expedient manner. Yeah. All right. But it just, it also frees up the 40 man spot, which is why they got this Jesus Lopez instead of someone else, because they have to add someone, which we're going to get to later on. And now they don't have to put Dalton Pompey on the 60 day IL yet. You're going to, you're almost got it. You've almost got the IL. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, into the brain. All right. I think that about sums it up, doesn't it? Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Kendrys. We'll, we'll always remember, or maybe we won't remember, actually. I didn't remember until right now, but the seven straight games with home runs. You didn't and remember? All those late, and those ninth inning bombs. Those were pretty good. Yeah. We, we'll remember the fun times, Kendrys. Uh, mostly because that's all that's really worth remembering. So this is our annual 25 men in 50 minutes roster episode. So that's good. Uh, we've still got 50 minutes. I think we can all fit it in. So the idea is each guy gets two minutes. We'll alternate here, introducing someone on the roster uh, in, in order to familiarize everyone with the nice folks who play for the Toronto Blue Jays. I feel like it's this is our version of who's on first. Yeah, that seems fair. And by the time we get to third base, I may not know. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to start us off? Oh, sure. Why not? So all we're right. starting with the catchers. 
And who is our first catcher, he says, as he starts the timer? Danny Jansen, the rookie, you know, the one of the few promising players in the Jays organization for that's on the roster now. 6'2", I don't, you know, he doesn't seem anything wrong with that listing. He can hit. <laughs> yeah. But no, but he can hit. And this is, he, you know, the, the Jays have seen a lot of catchers of the future roll through in the last few years, but... You know, we have now we finally have a guy who hit it all over to the minors, especially the last couple of years where he walked as much as he struck out, hit for a little bit of power, and he played decent enough defense. And so he's ready to take over the full time starter gig, which is why Russell Martin was sent to packing because they didn't want to hem and haw. I think about all of all of the well, you've got a full time guy, you know, a veteran who's you're paying a lot of money to sitting right there. Why isn't he playing? Uh, and you're right, Danny Jensen, even in his limited um limited work last year had a, a an on-base percentage of 347 which is pretty respectable uh and it brought him above average with his OPS as a rookie now that's only 81 at bats that could swing this way or that as he's you know going through the grind of ever playing every day but certainly it's the kind of start you want to get off to yep so um I think also interesting to note he's under a lot less pressure than say JP Arian Sibia was to be the catcher of the future right I don't know if that's true. I think there's a lot of hopes been put on him, even with the other super prospects coming, because, you know, he's ready and he's the, the guy here now. True. Uh, we haven't seen Reese McGuire in the majors yet. Uh, well, sorry, we don't see Reese McGuire on the roster yet. We saw him in the majors last year. Could be interesting to see if Jansen falters. Um, how do they juggle things around? Because we know that Luke Melee, who we're about to talk about, is not an everyday catcher. Nope. All right, so Luke Mele, he's he's uh, Lukey Barrels is what they started calling him last year when he had like four days where he hit well. Uh, 6'3", 225, uh, which I would believe if if you told me that. Uh, he is 28 uh, years old, just a shade over 28. Um, his uh, his thing is, is holding down the fort when the regular guy is not available. Uh, and every time he's been asked to be the regular guy, his ability to not hit has been pretty much exposed his his very best year was last year after an incredible hot streak he he somehow managed to get an ops of what, 700 which was like nine ops plus a 95 so he's just slightly below average um which for a catcher is good yes but that's also like that's up from his previous year where his ops plus was six um <laughs> yes i didn't make a mistake there which was his worst year but he's average to a below average Hitting catcher who, uh, you know, does he call a great game? I don't know. I mean, it seems like it. It's funny. And a funny thing, too. So Fangraphs just did this thing where they started incorporating framing into their war statistic. Mm -hmm. BP does it with warp. But according to them, the top position player on the Blue Jays last year was Luke Maley. In 68 games, he had 2.2 war. I feel like that might be something they need to work on with how heavily they weight framing. Yep. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's an interesting idea. I actually don't think it was smart to put them together because now you can't go across eras to see how catchers match up, but you know, he is, it just, it's more that his value is on the defensive end. As you said, he's a good receiver and he's got a really good quick release on his throw. He doesn't throw that hard, but he gets the ball down there really nicely. And he throws it a lot of runners. And incredibly, he uh, he does. Last year, he did manage to walk more than Kevin Pillar. But I mean, does that really say anything? No, it really doesn't. <laughs> All right, we're we're gonna move on. We're gonna move over 
to the infield. And I've got mm. Brandon Drury up because we're, we're going alphabetically because of reasons. So, yeah, he's yours. Yeah, so 6'2", 215, and he's 28, or 27. But, 20, uh, 26 in 218 days, according to this. Well, he's going to, actually, he's born in August, so he's not technically the age 27 season, but um, he'll turn 20, 27 during the season. But he's a guy I actually have really high hopes for this year. You know, he was... He was injured when the Blue Jays traded for him, so we didn't really get to see much of what he brings to the club. But he had a really strong spring training, and this was coming off of a season where he was really, really good in the minor leagues, which, no, okay, fine. That's not saying a whole lot, but he'd had a vision problem that he got fixed, and he had a 400 on base percentage in AAA last year. So he's the fill-in at third, and then the fill-in at second once Vlad is there, but I think he's going to be a good, solid regular all year. And it's interesting if if the real problem was with his vision, he wasn't bad in 2016 and 2017. He was a league average ish hitter, which, uh, you know, that's not the worst thing you could have for someone who's filling in around the diamond. Um, They're even trying to play him in the outfield a little bit. I always love when they try and do that, because what what does it say about his his defense overall? Are they really just trying to get his bat in the lineup? I know. I, I I think it's it's a combination of both. He's solid defensively, especially better at third than the other positions. But he can hit. I mean, it, so yes, it's something of getting his bat in the lineup. But I think it's also he's useful. So it's not just you know, oh, well, let's just hide him somewhere. Right. Okay. Fair enough. So we're gonna see a lot of Brandon Drury. It's just a matter of when and where. So uh, hopefully, it's uh, it's a good thing that we see a lot. Of. All right. Yeah. Next, I have. On my list, Freddie, apparently it's Galvis. Not you... <laughs> according to the official pronunciation guide. <laughs> well, it's Galvis. Don't I... listen to Buck. <laughs> Don't listen to Buck. I can't not listen to Buck. Um, Freddie Galvis, he's a switch hitter, 5'10", 185 pounds. So uh, lightest guy we've had on here. And he's 29 years old. Uh, and he's, he's a bit of a journeyman uh, in terms of uh, he's been around since 2012. He's your utility infielder. Um, where are the Blue Jays going to play him? Are they going to play him mostly at shortstop? Yeah, he's the starting shortstop. Yeah. So um, until somebody comes along, haha, Bobachet, not this year. <laughs> he's he's going to get a lot of reps, right? Yeah. So one of the nice things about Galavis, and part of the reason they wanted him over Troy Tulowitzki, essentially, is that he does not get hurt. I mean, you know, that everyone can, but he's just played 162 games each of the last two years. And he's a really, really good defensive shortstop. And we've talked about the the, the nature of the infield on this team and how it really hurts the club. But we have a guy who, you know, the Athletic did a poll of players and he was ranked the third. He got the third most votes as best defensive player in baseball. So that's pretty useful. And he's got a little bit of pop and like all other players on this team, he doesn't take a walk. And if you haven't really heard of Freddie, uh, more or less, that's because he's been in the National League his entire career. So it's not that he hasn't been around or hasn't been exactly what Josh is telling you about. It's just that you we don't get to see him very much as a uh, as an American League franchise. So uh, this will be hopefully a good introduction to uh, American League f- fans of uh, Mr. Galvis, not Galvis, as I'm told. No, Galvis, but he's good. Good player. 
Uh, a more possibly intriguing player is Lourdes Gurriel Jr., who I'm just going to, my trivia here, only person baseball reference has who's ever played Major League Baseball with the first name Lourdes. Okay. Well, that's very useful information. So, 100%. That's why it's called uh, trivia, Josh. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So he's 24 years old, 6'3", 215. The reason that Galvis might not be the everyday shortstop as he has been for the last couple of years is because of Gurriel. Now, he came up as a shortstop, and he's not that good there, but he's not someone you give up on. He's, like I said, he's actually he's 25. I said 24, but he's 25 years old, and he can hit. I mean, we, we've seen that. We saw that last year with his, you know, he set the record, the American League record for consecutive multi-hit games, and he, he puts the bat on the ball. He doesn't walk like other guys, so he'll be prone to slums, but he has some pop. And he has versatility. He'll play short. He'll play second. He'll play the outfield. Basically, he's a guy that every team wants to have on their roster. And he's 25, which is pretty good. They want that guy when he's young, not when he's 36. Yeah, and and he comes from, again, like a lot of Blue Jays' uh, younger players, interestingly enough, he comes from um, baseball stock. That is, his family all plays baseball. So we've seen um, his brother on the Astros, um, but even his father was a, a, a big Cuban uh, superstar so um you know sort of follows the theme with the blue jays picking up on uh, you might not have, of course you might not have seen his father play because of where he played uh but baseball it, it, royalty though yeah it, for for uh for lack cuban. of a better term yeah for a cuban yeah. um a cuban family um they are where it stopped yeah you know what i'm trying to say the buck stops with them when it comes thank to cuban you. baseball thank you and yeah. he's wearing number 13 because obviously <laughs> Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I don't get that, but okay. He's a uh, what should I call it? He's not Venezuelan, but he obviously aspires to play shortstop, which is why he's playing wearing the thirteen. Justin Smoke. He is six foot four. He looks taller than that. I'm sorry, and <laughs> two hundred and twenty pounds. Um, he is thirty two years old. Justin has been probably one of the the longest serving Blue Jays at the moment been here since 2015. Uh, and although he really had his breakout year in 2017, he was certainly decent last year. Uh, you, you can't argue with an OPS over 800. Uh, and he managed to answer the bell 147 games at pretty much at first base and at between DH. So I think all the Blue Jays are asking for is an extremely inexpensive Justin smoke to continue doing what he's done over the last two years, somewhere in between those two years, I think they'd be very happy. Yeah. And, you know, people are probably wondering some level of, well, if Ken Reese was traded and Martin was traded and Tulo was traded, why not pending free agent, Justin smoke? And I think, well, aside from the fact that they're probably not getting offered a lot for a first baseman, there's value to him in that he's such a good receiving first baseman. His range is, you know, not very good. He's a huge guy. But when it comes to picking balls, he's one of the better ones in the league. And when you've got a rookie third baseman coming up, you know, on the end of April, Vlad, you've got Guriel, who's iffy in the infield. And then you've got Travis when he comes back and Drury. And it really helps having someone who can save errors and then helps the young pitchers when they're in the mound, too. Yeah, there's there's a lot of confidence that comes with knowing that there is someone over there who's going to be making the right predictable move defensively at first base. And Justin Smoke's proven that over and over again. He's He is definitely a steady hand over there. 
and it's not even just about confidence, though. I'm just talking about like saving pitches. Fair enough. It's a, a very tangible thing where it's like you're not having guys get extra outs and give up more runs, which just puts more wear on their arm. And it's even possible he might hit 35 or 40 home runs, which is not the worst thing ever. No, it is not. <laughs> uh, Richard Urania. Urania, yes. Come on. I, I'll get it wrong all year. <laughs> I think you, yeah, unless, you unless he ends <laughs> up in AAA. <laughs> which he will soon. So Urania was the last, ma- the last infielder to make the roster. He got the spot over Eric Sogard, probably only because Eric Sogard needed to be added to the 40-man and Urania was already on it. And 23-year-old, just turned 23, actually, in February. Six feet, 195. So Urania is, he's not really ready for the big leagues. I mean, he got rushed. He came up when he was 21 years old, which was kind of surprising. But, you know, he's he, he can make okay contact, but he still hasn't really been able to tap into his power. He hasn't been switch hitting for all that long, but he's a good defensive shortstop. And, you know, as we talked about, you know, there's risk with, Guriel, there's risk with Drury even at third, even though he's good, but it's good to have depth at these spots. And he can play the positions, which is always helpful when it's your backup infielder. His prospect pedigree, though, is is much higher than his, you know, 257, 311, 341 line, you know, 652 OPS might indicate, though, isn't it? For sure it is. I mean, especially if you look at his first four years in professional baseball, when he was 17 through his age 20 season, he hit pretty well in the minors. And he just hasn't done anything since because he's been in the big leagues at decent <laughs> at recent times. <laughs> so, you know, like he's I think he needs another full good season in the minors to really see if he can get back to his decent hitting ways. And if not, he does have a future as a big league backup infielder. And man, did the Blue Jays have a lot of those kicking around, it seems, as they come and go. True. Uh- yeah, so uh, here is our first sort of roster surprise, and this is because of the Kendris Morales trade. Anthony Alford is going to be on the opening day roster. Uh, six foot one, two hundred fifteen pounds, and twenty four years old. So Alford has struggled in the big leagues, and he's had a lot of ups and downs in the minors. Um, but as we've said before, he has come from a football background and finally gave up on football. Uh, after the Blue Jays made a bunch of accommodations for him, he finally decided to be a baseball player, and he's had one killer season in the minors. Um, so I think the Blue Jays are... Are they trying to reward that, do you think? Well, I think it's actually two very good seasons in the minors, but I think that they're more rewarding some of the changes he made. You know, we, we saw it in spring. He's hitting, he's hitting for a lot more power, and that was something they've always wanted from him because he's got natural strength. He's a very, he's a very strong guy. You know, football player is a strong safety at the number one college in the, in the NCAA. And he just hasn't hit for power in the pros yet, but he had four home runs in the spring and he's getting more loft in his swing. And I think it's just sort of, you know, he's 24 years old and it's time to say, okay, well maybe you can just perform at the big league level. He's got the tools. Let's see him. Let's give him the chance. Do you think this outfield is too crowded for him? I don't because Morales is gone. So that means you can get Teoscar at bats at DH. You can get Billy McKinney at bats at DH or first base. Uh, So I think that there'll be playing time. And I also think it might be a very short-term thing until Vlad is up, at which point Alfred will go back down. And we will see that in fairly short order because, yeah, all the wheels are turning early in April if if Vlad gets healthy sooner rather than later, which everybody – nobody's said, oh, Vlad isn't looking good, so – 
No, he's actually ahead of schedule. Don't, don't get me excited, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Randall Grichuk, our next uh, name on the list. Six 27 foot two. years old. Hey, he's my guy. He's your guy? Okay. <laughs> You're just Take talking him. about Alfred. Take him. Six, six foot two, 213. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> he, he's big. 27 years old. Uh, he, he's a good player. I mean, we, we saw through the last, what, four months of the season last year how good Alfred uh, Grichuk can be when he's at his best. And we also saw at the beginning of the season how bad he can be when he's at his worst. Um, you know, he's a free string, free swinger. He won't walk much at all, which he may have heard me say that about a few guys on this team so far. But unlike most of those other guys, he has big time power. You know, last year he hit 25 home runs in 124 games. There's 35 home run upside here, which, you know, other than smoke, I'm not sure there's anybody on this roster you can really say that about. And he can play center field. Yeah, that that whole center field thing is going to come up later as we go through the rest of the outfield. I think Grichuk is obviously, you know, despite his very rough, pardon me, very rough start, he's obviously a very talented player on on both sides of the ball. He uh, he's willing to sacrifice his body in the field, uh, and incredibly, as much as watching him whiff so much, he actually cut down a bit on his strikeouts last year. Mm-hmm. Not sure how that <laughs> that could, that works out. Um, but you know he's he's uh, we we talked about Justin Smoke. You're not going to complain about an 800 OPS. Well, we got an 800 OPS out of the corner outfield spot from from Grichuk. So and a corner outfielder who was who is very capable in center. And interesting, he walked more than he struck out in the spring. I mean, it's spring training, so take that with a, a whole box of salt. But <laughs> it, it isn't <laughs> it is encouraging though. I mean, we've seen guys try to do that. Yeah, I mean, if that's part of the mentality, it can move the needle a little bit. Next up, another guy who we're probably going to talk about is Spring, uh, Teoscar Hernandez, who is uh, six foot two, two hundred five pounds. Yeah, th- th- those are just probably made up numbers. Age twenty six. He twenty seven now. Twenty six years, one hundred sixty three days, unless Baseball Reference is wrong. Oh yeah, no, it lied to me. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, you know, uh, when he came over from Houston, there were, we, we thought maybe there was something there. Um, and he was really impressive when he showed up in Toronto. Um, he was, you know, he, he has his hot streaks where he chose a ton of power, uh, and much like, oh, I don't know everybody else on this team. He has a tendency to strike out a lot and not walk quite as much as you might want him to. Um, but he destroyed in early spring. Even as the spring went on, he had an on-base percentage of 407 this spring. With, which And with eight walks there, well, that's the key thing. It wasn't like you hit yeah. 380 with a 407 on-base percentage. Yeah, eight walks, 17 strikeouts. Well, if you maintain anything close to that ratio, he's miles ahead of where he's been in the in the bigs, where, you know, 41 walks and 163 strikeouts last year. So is is there a career year out of one of these outfielders? Probably. Yeah, I mean, that's the bet. And we'll talk about the, the next one where they're hoping for something out of in a second. But and also, so defense was a big problem for him, as we all saw. <laughs> and, uh, and frankly, he wasn't looking that great in the spring either. But now he can DH. And I think that not having all these crazy bad defensive moments weighing on him and just being able to focus on hitting might make it somewhat a bit easier for him, even though traditionally DH has hit worse than 
position players he certainly is the brain cramp defense problem not not the you know oh he he, ne- he couldn't get to the ball it's the other way it's the what do you do with it once you get there kind of uh issues so yeah maybe focusing on the hitting will help him out a little bit tell me about billy mckinney okay so billy mckinney is the other guy i was just talking about who the jays maybe would want a little bit of a career year out of he's 24 he turns 25 in august and he's 6'1 205 pounds former first round pick who has been traded three times and always as the other guy in the trade that must be a horrible feeling yeah but it's also it's also it's like well we want another good player but not like one of your top prospects so he's still useful but he's just he's the guy that's like well we want this guy and so at least he's been wanted by four teams now (laughs) Uh, interestingly, so he started to develop power last year, which he'd never shown before, uh, part, part of a swing change, which led to a dip in his batting average, but a big increase in his slugging. And, you know, he showed it with the Blue Jays. He had six bombs in 38 games. And, you know, he continued that in the spring with three home runs. He's an interesting guy. I, I think he could be a really useful player, and I think he's going to hit leadoff, him or Drury. And he's going to fill in at first base at times when they want to pinch run for Justin Smoke. So I think he's actually going to be a pretty useful part of the club. Uh, this is a guy, unlike a lot of the other guys we're talking about, he doesn't have that defensive flexibility in the outfield, right? He's pretty much a left fielder. Yeah, he's a corner guy. Left or right, but he can't play center. Right. Um, so maybe a little more limited than uh, than some of the other guys. But I, the one thing I think I notice about this team is we've been talking about guys all pushing – 30 for the last few years or 30 31 32 and now everybody's floating around 24 25 that that youth movement thing is kind of not everybody's a rookie but there's there's a lot of younger um bodies on this roster and maybe that means more durable guys Mm -hmm. yeah they're the oldest team in baseball for four years in a row and now they're one of the youngest maybe it'll be worth it maybe it'll pay off uh but we do have a veteran next kevin pilar Yep. Go ahead. Do we have to talk about Kevin Pilar? <laughs> For now. Okay. He's still on the team. Uh, I'm still a, a little surprised that Kevin Pilar is on the team, to be perfectly honest. Um, he is probably the most known quantity on the Blue Jays. His number of walks over the past four years, 28, 24, 33, 18. His OPS over those years, 713, 679, 704, 708. Um. You know, he is 30 years old, <laughs> 60210. Um, his defense has taken a step back. We've talked about that at great length on the podcast. Um, so if his bat doesn't get any better, someone who can play center, and we just mentioned a couple of guys who probably can play center, um, is going to be a better choice than Kevin Pilar in fairly short order. And I don't know how that plays out. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, especially now that Alfred up too, because he's a center fielder by trade. So I don't know. I mean, I think if Pilar doesn't really rebound defensively, now Gritchick also slipped defensively, and I think that a lot of it was Tim Leeper there. And they're saying that they're planning to play deeper this year. Montoya noticed that they were playing shallow last year. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, if he doesn't really rebound, I could see him losing his job for the first time. I didn't think it was possible before this, but now I think he's at risk, especially with you know, the concerted effort to trade for you, to get younger guys into the lineup. Yeah. He, and he's definitely one of those guys dragging that average up, uh, as far as age is concerned, not the batting average. That's totally, um, and, and in the spring he did, 
unlike a lot of guys who were tearing it up, he was pretty much Kevin Pillar. 226 batting average, three walks in 57 plate appearances. Which is actually high for him. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he is what he is. He's never going to walk. He'll have an on-base percentage of about 300, which last year was lower, but, you know, I don't think that's realistic for him. I think he's about 300 on-base guy, which, you know, if he's 300 on-base with 400 slugging and great defense, then he's valuable. But that, that last part is just so important, Absolutely. especially with, as you mentioned, other good center fielders on the roster. Yeah. So are we going, uh, sorry, starting rotation or bullpen here? Uh, you you decide. Uh, let's go to the bullpen. All Why right. not? Because... I, I mean, any chance you get to talk about Joe Biagini early is where it's at. Go for it. Take it. Lead it away. Six foot five, and I believe every inch of that, 235 pounds, uh, 28 years old. Uh, Joe Biagini has been one of the weirdest people and one of the strangest stories, I think, for the Blue Jays over the last couple of seasons. Um, he was, you know, a real surprise in 2016, and he's been just not the same thing they've tried him in the starting rotation now he's back in the bullpen uh but because of all these injuries you kind of need joe biagini to be his best self (laughs) um coming up this year he's excruciating to watch because he moves at joe biagini speed on the mound which is not fast at all um and i don't know if he finds himself this year but as people come back from injury i can see joe not making it out the season if uh, if he's allowing 12 hits per nine like he did last year. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what happens because, as you mentioned, we've seen him be quite good for an entire season in, uh, in the bullpen. I mean, the, no, no more of the shuffling him back and forth and you know, move, you know, moving him from like the three inning guy to the one inning guy. Just let him go out there and be a one inning reliever at the time being for the time being. They've got other guys who can go longer. What's interesting is his stuff hasn't changed. He's on max of 97, average of 95. His breaking pitches are all the same speed. <laughs> so, you know, like there's no reason other than command that he shouldn't be just as good as he was when he came up. So, you know, he had a good spring. And again, spring training doesn't, we keep mentioning it. It doesn't actually mean all that much. But he was throwing strikes. And the big thing for Biagini is location. So as long as he's doing that, he could be good. And it's worth finding out if he can be again. All right. Next, Sam Gavilio. Yeah, so who finished second on the Blue Jays and Stars last year? <laughs> Sam Gavilio? Yeah, it makes me sad. Yeah, 28-year-old, 6'2", 205. He made 24 starts for the Blue Jays last year. He should not be making starts. <laughs> That's <laughs> he not even should. nice. No, but it's true. He's not a starting pitcher in the big leagues, but that's not his role here, and which is this is what he should be. He's a long man because he can go through an order once, which, you know, that's pretty useful, especially if you have, say, you know, a guy who gets bombed out after three innings or four innings, which, you know, it could happen, especially with some of the health issues of this rotation. Or if you're using an opener. Right. Actually, he's a good, good guy to come in after an opener. So, you know, I, I think that he has some value to this club. (laughs) Sorry. It's like, that's your ringing endorsement of, of Sam Gavilio. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you want me to say? (laughs) (laughs) You know, but but like for the first time through the order, they hit an OPS of six twenty five against him, which is still not great, but it's, that's solid. If he's a three inning pitcher or two inning pitcher. Fair enough. 
You know what? We're not even going to take a whole two minutes on on Sam. Uh, just like he shouldn't take a whole six innings up in a game. That's the spirit. We're just going to move on to Ken Giles. Uh, Ken Giles is six foot three, two hundred ten pounds, and I'm I've looked at every uh, mugshot here on Baseball Reference. He is by far the happiest guy to be in a Blue Jays hat we've had so far. Um, <laughs> Twenty eight years and one hundred eighty eight days old. Uh, he is the closer and one of the few guys who has up till now maintained his health in spring training in the bullpen and really haven't, you know, I don't think we've had any worries about, uh, about him. You know, you, you want him to strike a lot of guys out. You want him to throw the ball really hard. You want him to lock down the back end of the bullpen. Uh, what more can you ask? He's, he's done it everywhere that he's gone. He's had, you know, the, the character issues in Houston, but we really didn't see any problems with him. Uh, until he what chewed out, who did he chew out? Paulino. Yes, that's who it was. Yeah, uh, until that in the spring. Uh, but uh, again, he seems to be up to the task. What more do you need? Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a guy who, for the first four seasons of his career, twenty fourteen through seventeen, was one of the very best relief pitchers in all of baseball. Extremely valuable. Was traded for a number one overall pick and two more players. And he just had a rough year, but the, I mean, he's 28 or well, he's, this will be his age 28 season. He's turned 29 at the end of the year, but he, and he's still got the same stuff. So there's no reason to expect that he can't be really, really good. It's just last year he was not. Yeah. I mean, as a relief pitcher, it happens. Yeah. They're, they're, as long as the underlying, you know, velocity and, and quality of the pitches doesn't change, you shouldn't be too worried. Uh, I'm glad Daniel Hudson came up for you because I honestly am going to. That's why I switched the order. Let you go twice in a row and take the first reliever. (laughs) (laughs) It was strategic. Uh, So Daniel Hudson once upon a time was a high end starting pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He was, he got, I think he actually, no, he didn't end up getting uh, so young votes, but he was very, very solid in 2011. So this is going way back and he just kept getting hurt. So eventually he was moved to the pen in 2015 where he was actually solid for the Diamondbacks, but hasn't been great since. I mean, he's here. He got cut by the Angels and the Angels don't exactly have a stellar bullpen either. So, you know, he's here as depth for now. I don't think he's long for the team once Phelps is back and Tapera is back and Buckholz is on the roster. But I think he's useful enough that he can be a solid placeholder. He throws hard, throws like 97. So he's a he's a solid arm in so much as the Blue Jays can't find a quality arm on such short notice. Yeah, he's good enough. You know, and for just another righty in your pen for the first I mean, Tapera's supposed to be back in a few weeks. So for the first two weeks of a season, I'm happy with that. So And with upside, he has been good in the past. So he he's good enough. Yeah, and I mean he has bounced around Arizona, Pittsburgh, the Dodgers. Um Starts to happen to relievers as they get into their 30s. So he's no no exception to that. No. So we have Elvis Luciano, who has no major league record. Uh, because he's a Rule 5 pick. And he's only on this team because he's a Rule 5 pick. He's 19 years old. Um, they were talking about the youngest guy to be on a starting starting on opening day. And the name is, I've lost it. Fernando Tatis Jr.? Yes. Thank you. I'm like, big draft pick. Yeah. So Tatis Jr. is 19 years old. Uh, I believe 
Elvis is younger, but there's no guarantee that Batista's he Batista's 20. Is he? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Luciano is younger, only 19 years and 40 days, but there's no guarantee he will play on opening day. Whereas with Tatis, no. he will. Um, right. How much will the Blue Jays use him? Well, his 2.42 whip in spring training says sparingly and in situations where he can't do too much damage. Yeah, I mean, you said doesn't have any major league experience. He doesn't even have any non-rookie ball experience. <laughs> I mean, he's as far away as prospects are, yet he's in the big leagues. Um, I want to address something with him specifically, though. You know, we we talked about how, we talked about him enough in our last couple of podcasts. You know, he's got the big live arm and a changeup that when he's on is good, but is not on enough. People are comparing him to Vlad with service time. You know, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, Vlad wasn't ready at 19, but you, but Luciano is. And, and talking about how it's like disingenuous about this idea that being on the big league roster could hurt them. The Jays believe that Luciano being on the big league roster is bad for him. But the difference is they don't have a choice. It's either keep him on the big league roster or send him to Kansas City, not keep him on the big league roster or send him to Buffalo. Yeah, completely. This is the other. This is the system gaming the Blue Jays, so to speak. Whereas Correct. the other one is the Blue Jays gaming the system. Yeah, so he's not going to play much. He's going to be the blowout pitcher, which is why they're going to carry eight relievers. But, you know, why not? And if the team, play, no, no, if the no. team plays well, then I think he's gone. Yeah. You, right? you, you find a, 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 a solid arm to replace him and send him back to KC because you need to make something out of it. But yeah. we've been over two minutes on Elvis, which is... Okay, so we'll go to my boy Timmy Mesa instead. All right. Fire it up. I love Tim Mesa. I've loved him ever since I saw him in spring training. And it's nice to see him finally getting the shot as the number one lefty out of the pen. Because he's also been kind of miscast as a full inning pitcher because he's just not. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's good against lefties, like quite good against lefties. And last year, you know, he had over a strikeout per inning again, which, you know, like that's that's what you want out of out of a late inning relief pitcher. And, you know, he's 27 years old now, so it's time for him to you know, like really show something. You know, and last year he held lefties to a 575 OPS with an 18 strikeout to walk rate. Don't let him face righties and just let him dominate lefties and he's useful. Really, really useful. Well, because he has, I mean, he, uh, just, we we didn't give the vital statistics there because you were so excited about him. He's 6'3", 6'3", 220. Yeah. He's 27 years old. and I did say that. You did. Uh, two years... It's very obvious that when when confronted with right-handed batters, he has trouble keeping people off the bases, one way or the other. Um, so yeah, you need to define that role for him. Is he still though the only lefty in the Blue Jays bullpen? Did they find another one for now? No, for for now he is. I expect that Richard will move there once Barucky and and uh, Buckholtz are healthy. But you know, Mesa throws hard and he throws a good slider, but unfortunately the, that pitch mix is not ideal for facing opposite sided batters unless you're, you know, Andrew Miller. All right. So his time is up, which moves us to Thomas Pennon. 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 Come on. He was up in the big last year. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just for the record, he does not look happy to be a Blue Jay at all in his mugshot. Um, He's a lefty. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He is. A, he, he there is another lefty man. in the pen. I just don't think he's a sort of a second long man. But you're right. Uh, twenty four years old, six oh two hundred pounds, about as average as it gets. Um, 
is is having an extra long man in this rather large pen important because of the condition of the starting rotation is that why he's here or is he here because all of those other people got hurt you tell me the latter he's definitely here because all those other people got hurt they didn't expect him to have any chance of making the bullpen uh, you know i mean he was a starting pitcher for the blue jays when he came up last year and he was actually pretty good you know, 419 ERA, and he had you know a bunch of really solid starts in a row, including the one hitter against Baltimore. I'm not sure if you remember that. It may be blurred out of my memory. Yeah, but no, he's he's like a sixth starter. That's what he is. But you know, it could be interesting to see him try this to see if he can be a lefty out of the pen, even though lefties hit him worse than righties or better than righties do last year. So I don't know. I mean, he's here for a week or two weeks, uh, so he's just a placeholder, like just like. Even more of a placeholder than Hudson was. Wow. Another ringing well, no, endorsement. A, yeah. No, but he's a starter, and he, yeah. that's what he's for. He's here to be a depth starting pitcher, and he's going to go back down and do that. Uh, okay. So I'm looking at Trent Thornton's name here, and I'm thinking... He's Trent, a starter. Yeah, I was going to say Trent Thornton is in the wrong spot on my tabs. Uh, but first, Clayton Richard. Also a starter. Yes. So we're out of the bullpen. We're done bullpen Yes. I know. I was just saying. 6'5", <laughs> six, six, <five>, 240, <laughs> and... That's thick. Clayton, Clayton Richard is jacked. <laughs> I I interviewed him in spring training, and I was shocked at how big he was. I'd like everyone to know that that most people who, if you meet Josh, you will go, man, I'm shocked how big Josh is. So if he's shocked at how big someone else is, hmm, take that with it for what you will. Yeah. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. So, I mean, Richard is interesting because you know, he had a couple of really good seasons, you know, in the early 2010s and then a couple solid ones as a swing man back and forth in the bullpen up until 2016 as an extreme sinker baller and you know that makes sense because that was the era when the extreme sinker ballers were successful i remember when it was cool to be a sinker baller and he has more sink on his sinker than anybody in baseball any overhand starter and then the last couple of years that hasn't been the case he's been extremely hittable for the padres and you know, he's still good against lefties, but he just his overall numbers were not that good. When I spoke to him, though, he acknowledged this and he has to start working up with four seamers a bit more. So I'm actually I'm a little curious to see how it goes for him, because, you know, seeing guys trying to make adjustments. That's your you know, favorite 30, thing, Josh. Yeah, but he, he's 35. <laughs> you know, I mean, it doesn't happen too often with 35 year olds. So I'm curious to see it. But, you know, if not, he does do well against lefties. He could be our Rich Hill. No, he can't. But <laughs> but he could be useful, and like as a starting pitcher, useful as opposed to these other guys I've been talking about. These say ringing endorsements. You know, he's pretty durable. He can go deep in games. He can also again, allow the most hits in the entire league, which he's done twice in his career. Yeah, and almost a third time. But <laughs> you know, he, he, that's just what he is. But he also, like I said, though, if you put him in the bullpen, he is a good guy against left-handed batters. So. He has value regardless. All right. Moving on. Aaron Sanchez. We really, really need to know what Aaron Sanchez is. Healthy right now is the key thing. Yeah. uh, And uh, hopefully he has the appropriate nail file and manicurist. And uh, he's uh, obviously he's a right-handed pitcher. He's in the starting rotation. 6'4", 210. Um, He's 26 years old. 
and he's certainly had very trying times. After 192 innings back in 2016, where he did everything right, he hasn't quite managed 141 in 141 141 innings since then, with all manner of hand-related problems, which is not where you want them if you're a pitcher. Um, no. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not as bad as shoulder problems, I guess. Mm. <laughs> But uh, well, no, it's not as bad as any specific arm problem, and especially because it's they had a surgery which supposedly has fixed it now. Right, but this is not their first attempt to fix it with a magical fix. So uh, you know, no, nope. this is this is our hoping that it, they got it right this time. Um, he did not show fantastic control in spring training. Um, pretty pretty good actually, except for one start. All right, uh, which is the the vagaries of spring training statistics. Honestly, if Aaron Sanchez shows that he has developed, you know, just a little half step forward as a pitcher or gotten back to that 2016 um, control form where he's really feeling the baseball well and knows where it's going, um, he's a monster. But we don't know that until several starts in. But now the good thing, though, in spring training, he was throwing a lot of curveballs. As we talked about, hammers and bullets went away last year. He was fastballs and changeups because his curveball was bothering his finger. So the fact that he's throwing a bunch of all of his pitches in spring training is a really good sign. And hopefully it just stays that way because he's really good when he's healthy and throwing strikes. All right. Uh, I am going to hand over Matt Shoemaker to you. I like Matt Shoemaker. I mean, when we when the Jays traded for him, you and I talked about it. But he's one of those guys that has legitimate good pitcher upside. I mean, the entire Blue Jays rotation is guys who have been good, but also been really injured. (laughs) (laughs) And that's Matt Shoemaker. Matt Matt Shoemaker has not been able to stay healthy since his, you know, he was really good as a rookie in 2014. And then, you know, okay in 2015. Then in 2016, he was really solid again. They got hit by a comebacker in the head. And then he had elbow and shoulder problems, but he's healthy now. You know, he gets strikeouts. He's got a really nasty splitter. You know, he's he's like a straw down. He doesn't throw very hard. He's like 90 to 92. But, you know, he's been good in the past. And the best example of ways that guys can be good is that they've been good before. Um, and, of course, the best example of guys who are going to be hurt is guys who've been hurt before. Right. And, it's you know, a- like the Jays, the Jays starting pitchers are going to get hurt. Like at least <laughs> one of them is going to get hurt this year. I mean, I'd be shocked if that's not the case. I mean, Baraki's already sore. But that is not the prop bet you want to make on your own team. I I bet. No, but but here's the thing. And just quickly, because we're almost done here. But Mm -hmm. the Jays have these this group of pitchers in AAA who are just getting a little bit more seasoning. So there's going to be reinforcements throughout the year. So they just need guys that can be healthy now. Give it a shot. Uh, Right back on that same train of thought is Marcus Stroman. I think, you know. Yep. Guy who. Was good, has been hurt. He's 27 years old. So, I mean, it, as a pitcher, he's probably matured. He is a very generous five foot seven, 180 pounds. Um, <laughs> Strowman certainly brings, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of history with the Blue Jays. There, there are some really fantastic things he's done on the field. Um, off the field, he's, he's been very vocal as well. So I don't know if that plays into, uh, what he's going to do this year or, or the way people think about Stroman. Some people love that about him. I don't know. I, I've gotten a little tired of it over the years. If if he was pitching well enough to back it up, 
That'd be great. But the one thing we know is when Strowman's healthy, he does almost exactly the same thing every year in terms of how many people he allows to get on base, how many um, people he strikes out, and how many people he walks in the same ratio. He's super consistent, and it's only through the randomness of baseball that he gets quite different results from year to year. So if he's healthy, we're pretty sure what we're going to get from Marcus Stroman and with a better infield behind him, uh, which is, you know, Mr. Groundball heavy, uh, we might see the better side of those results if he's on the mound the whole year. Yeah. And maybe not the three Oh nine ERA of 2017 guy, but you know, a somewhere between that and the four thirty seven of the year before, you know, it's like a mid three area. Look, it's not a great estimator of performance, but you know, mid threes is probably what you can expect from him if he's healthy. And again, like Sanchez, he is healthy now, which, you know, healthy now is better than not. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. You got to you got to start from the right spot in order to get anywhere. And uh, and yeah, we'll see what we get. But and, uh, just a quick thing on Stroman, because the last year he mentioned his shoulder was still hurting before going on the DL. I don't know if that's true or not, or if it's just a cover, but. His walk rate was way up, and his home run rate was way up. He gave up more home runs through May 8th than he did for the rest of the season. So, you know, like that Stroman, once he came back, was pretty good. And if if we get that, if that's a healthier version, then I'd be pretty happy with it. All right. You cut into Trent Thornton's time. Sorry, Trent. Which is probably okay, because uh, Trent Thornton, six foot... Nothing. One hundred ninety-five pounds. Twenty-five. Twenty-five day. years old. Yeah, twenty-five yeah. years old. Um, so he—it's he, my guy. Uh, <laughs> he was the guy they got for Elidimus Diaz, and one of the few people who's on this roster right now that wasn't supposed to be. That's you know the team's probably a little excited that he is. You know, he's the guy that they targeted because he's got the—he throws hard. He throws up to ninety-seven. He's got that big curveball with extreme spin on it. And he's a guy that they think can be an actual legitimate starter for them. So getting a chance to see a couple examples of him in the rotation, but until Barucki's ready, I think it's going to be kind of exciting. And, you know, he they didn't want to put him in the bullpen. He was, a, he was in the contender for one of those temporary spots, but they like him as a rotation guy, and they actually get to see it. So he's going to be someone to pay attention to. He's going to start, I think, the fourth game of the season. All right. So now we've come to the part where I guess this is a 25 and a half in 50. Yeah, we've done this before. <laughs> we do this. It seems like we do this every year because the Blue Jays have some weird uncertainty right up until opening day because of reasons. Uh, so the first name is Bud Norris. Right-handed pitcher, six foot, 215 pounds, 34 years old. Jerk. Yeah, complete jerk. Um <laughs> and maybe not completely ready to go. Yeah, is that it? <laughs> Sorry, you're say. Well, I'll let we, you elaborate. Yeah, I mean we we talked about him before. I mean, he is a good pitcher. He's a he's a late inning reliever. And the Jays don't have a lot of those guys right now. They have some on the way, like Phelps and Tapera. And maybe but, even Axford. <laughs> yeah, Axford is back, which we should mention because that did happen. He was cut and released, actually, and, and re-signed between podcasts. But, you know, he he's basically, if he's ready, I think he's going to be on the roster. It's just a matter of whether he is ready because he had a little bit of elbow soreness. And then he's throwing a bullpen the day we're recording this, which is Wednesday. And if you want a guy to give up a walk-off grand slam, Bud Norris, your guy. And our last guy, 
Yeah, the guy that's fighting with him is Javi Guerra, who's actually... Okay, not necessarily literally fighting with him. <laughs> that's true. It is Bud Norris. We have to be careful with that. Um, he actually flew up to Toronto because they're, they haven't made a decision yet on who's getting this spot. Javi Guerra came up with the Dodgers in 2011, and he was actually a really solid reliever for them for a few years. Could go more than an inning at a time. Didn't usually, but that's but he could. And then he hasn't been. <laughs> he, he, he was sort of working with a little bit of smoke and mirrors with them, but he got the job done. And, you know, last year with Miami, he had an area of five and a half, 10.6 hits per nine. He just wasn't that great, but was really good in spring training. And again, it's a placeholder. It's not so he's a guy that he's not on the 40 men, but if they have to add him, they don't really care if they have to lose him too. Hmm. Um, who do you think is going to – do you think Norris's bullpen is going to go well enough that they're just going to break camp with him? I have no idea. It's just a matter of whether he's healthy or not, so I can't possibly predict that. Where is your crystal ball these days? Uh, it's dirty. I have to get it clean. <laughs> always, always with the, the oily and greasy okay. crystal ball. Okay, tell you what. If I have to make a bet, it's that Norris will get this spot. All right. I will not bet you any serious money about that because Norris seems like so much of a better option if he's able to answer the bell, I think, at if all. He's, yeah, if he's on the team, he's the second best reliever. Is that a great statement or a sad statement? Both. I mean, he's actually, he is good. So, you know, he won't be the second best in everyone's back. So That's the, Phelps. Right. So that incredible mishmash of guys, plus the guys who we have who are on the injured list, is projected to win possibly in the low 80s numbers of games this year. Why do I find that hard to believe? Well, no one's actually projecting that. <laughs> I think the highest projection I've seen is 78. Okay, maybe I then the tweet I read today was obviously off by somebody, which is fine with me. Um, I can see why. I mean, I think you touched on it very clearly with what you said. They're all young. So there's potential for improvement for... I mean, of the guys we listed, what, 21 of them are still, we don't know exactly what they are yet? Mm. Maybe maybe not that number might be high. It might be 18, but it's over half of the roster has growth potential in it. And that includes Sanchez and Stroman. So, I don't know. I, I, I see potential. I mean, if those two guys especially, if they're healthy and good, then this, this rotation's a lot better. Especially because, you know, Buckholtz, Barucki, who's neither of whom we talked about. They can both be very solid contributors once they're in the ro in the rotation, which again should be in a week or two. So yeah, we may find that some of the younger guys drag the team kicking and streaming, screaming into the win column. But the only way we're going to find that out is starting Thursday, which is tomorrow as we record this, at home against the Detroit Tigers. So we hope that you all get a chance to tune in. Any quick thoughts before I sign us off? Yeah, it's unfortunate that they have all these injuries at the start of the season because their opening schedule is cake. They start with the Tigers and the Orioles. I mean, like, if you had two teams you wanted to pile up some early wins against, those are probably, what, the Royals might be the only one you'd throw in there? Well, maybe they'll squeak out a few anyway um, because of just how bad it is. And they'll, uh, they'll save their good efforts for the teams like <laughs> the Yankees and the Red Sox. Well, uh, that is to say, you have been Joshua Housem at Joshua Housem, and I have been Greg Wisniewski at Coolhead2010, and this was 
25 and a half players in 50-something minutes uh, to set up your 2019 Toronto Blue Jays season. So good luck to them on opening day, and we'll talk at you next week. Mm-hmm.